And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Well, bonjour, mon me, a me, whatever you want to say. I'm back from Paris, and so are you. It's a long flight, but we're back to do the Weighing In podcast because we love it. So many fights going on. I got to see them all. I feel good about what I saw in most of it. A lot to talk about, my man. How was flying back from Paris? It was good. You know, um, I did this uh, couple of favor because they had a son. I was sitting in the bulkhead. So I said, okay, they wanted to switch. I was like one seat in. I wasn't on the aisle like I normally in. And she wanted to switch seats with me so she could put the armrest up and her husband. Right away. Her and her husband could... um, Lay the baby across their laps. Well, when I switched seats and sat in the aisle, which is where I like to sit, um, she decided to put her babies on my lap, her baby's head on my lap. So <laughs> the babies, babies, we're talking. Uh, no, just plural? one. No, just one. Okay. All right. I, she put her baby, his head on my lap, pretty much the whole flight home, and I was like, Ugh. and the baby's asleep. I was afraid I was going to fall asleep, and you know how you sometimes twitch when you sleep. <laughs> Like, I was afraid I was going to elbow the fucking kid. No, I don't know that. I'm asleep. Oh, no. You, you've never been woken up by a little twitching? <laughs> no, no, you've no, never done that? Like a, like a corpse. Oh, wow. Just dead. No, man. No, like, I'll, I'll jolt <laughs> up real quick or something like that. Yeah. I Okay. Well, let me ask you. All right. Let me ask you this. Do you dream? No. Oh, you remember yes. your dreams? Yeah. I, you know, John? See? Not at all. <laughs> And that's and I, and I know it's like you know well you are, you do dream okay I I know it but remember never mm. never I mean it is like every fifteen years I might remember a oh dream. wow wow you really need to get into into some psychedelics then buddy because if you want a dream <laughs> let me show that's you. why no I hate let me that tell shit. you <laughs> dude I can't stand that oh man you have some good ones bud. <laughs> Uh, woo. Oh man, it's gonna all be legal here soon, anyways. <laughs> well, thank God because Nate Diaz needs it oh, right now. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Uh, all right. Well, hey, we're gonna talk about Bellator first because it is on. Was on Friday. UFC is on Saturday. And uh, before we get started, though, go to OnlyFans.com/slash Wayne and subscribe to us over there. It is free. We're gonna be doing a Q and A this week. To knock some rust off of us and uh, get, get some more fan engagement with you guys, man. That's really what we're looking to do. So OnlyFans.com slash Wayne in. Head on over there. Subscribe to us there. It is free. We're only taking uh, fan questions from that page. All right. So thanks for supporting us uh, over there. I know there's a lot of people over there who's been hitting us up going, hey, man, we've been traveling so much. We haven't had as much fan engagement. So we're going to try to get some more. And it continues on. Try to get some more here in the next couple weeks. Uh, John and I will be traveling for the USO coming up and uh doing a lot more uh, stuff with the military so we'll get a lot of footage of that hopefully and be posting that all about it so that'll be over in fort bragg north carolina and uh dave go ahead and pull up the bellator card let's go right into that bellator card before we even get into the fights though make sure you guys subscribe subscribe to our youtube channel also subscribe um hit the little thumbs up give us a little help with that algorithm and uh, the little bell though too because we'll be dropping some uh, extra content hopefully in the next couple weeks uh, because of our little uh, trip that we're doing to the USO. So it'll be, it'll be good to get oh, some more yes, extra content we up. will. All right, John, let's go. Bellator 296, Musasi versus Edwards. Go for it, buddy. From the Accor <clears throat> Arena in Paris, France, we had 
Fabian Edwards taking on the legend in Gegard Musasi. But as all things happen, cars, buildings, people get old at a certain point. They slow down. They slow down. Things just don't just don't happen the same. And that's happening. And you you take a look at Gegard, and you know he's remarkable in how many fights that that was his 60th professional fight. God damn, that's a lot of fights. And you look and you go, look at the list of people that he has competed against. It's amazing. But there comes that point, you know, and Fabian had that fight with Lyoto Machida where all of a sudden he made him look old. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, Lyoto's getting older. He's he's the same as, you know, he's older than Gegard. But I always, you know, looking at this matchup, you know, Josh, you and I talk all the time. It was like, oh, dude, Gegard doesn't have the speed to match up with Fabian no. on the feet anymore. And you could see it so clearly as I was watching the fight and I'm watching a guy being able to control the range of the fight and he's comfortable. He's not working hard at all while Gegard is he's he's working to try to get you know get into that range that he can he can engage and Fabian's just controlling it, moves a little bit, comes in, boom, lands a shot, lands a <clears throat> counter, and is just picking him apart and you look and i thought going in gegard's got to work to get the fight to the ground i think he's got a and i thought he had a big advantage on the ground didn't turn out to be that way you know uh, fabian did a nice job when it hit well he had it on the ground mm-hmm. and wasn't able to do anything with it so that's right him out didn't John. turn out he to had be it on way. the ground and got right to mount he just didn't he didn't control the position okay. he tried to strike too much instead of controlling the position and, and that's my point yeah. so it never it never showed itself <clears throat> Yeah. Did it? No. Well, he only got the one no. takedown. He only tried really that one takedown. Hello, and you know he. But he told us. He told us. He goes, "No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take him on on the feet." And I was like, I looked. I was like, "What?" I thought he was lying. You know, so did I. I thought he was just you know being a smart ass yeah, and lying to me. He right? smirked like, a little bit when he said it. And I yeah. was like, right. but he wasn't. And <clears throat> it was not the proper game plan in my mm-hmm. opinion. But Fabian Edwards walks away with a very nice victory. He looked good. And he gets uh, now a title shot against Johnny Eblen come September in Dublin, Ireland. And, you know, congratulations to him. The Edwards brothers are uh, doing well in the sport of MMA. Very true. Um, Back to back to Gegard real quick. And then I'm going to give high praise to Fabian here in a sec. But Gegard. High praise. Yeah. I mean, he deserves it. Like that. He fought a a very smart fight. You know, uh, controlled. Controlled. He mixed it up. He wasn't just a striker. You know, uh, he didn't just he didn't just fight on the outside. Every time he got in close, he was throwing the knees and trying to work the elbows. Uh, he did a great job, man. Fabian did a fantastic job. He threw in the wrestling also. The wrestling is really kind of con- even though it wasn't the, the concern of controlling the bot the top so much, <clears throat> controlling the ground so much. He still did a great job in getting the takedown, being on top, do a little bit of work, okay, making you think about it when you get back up to the feet. It's there. I can utilize it. I have it. My wrestling has gotten a lot better. And that's what he did. Uh, Gegard, though, he, I thought, <clears throat> we've always, I, I said this in the post-fight uh, interview, or the post-fight uh, talk with Amanda. I said, he is normally the, the fight IQ fighter. He's someone that makes adjustments between rounds. He's someone that can, yep. he fights very, he has a very high fight IQ. This fight didn't show any of that. Nope. It just, it just, there's no adjustments. It was like, okay, let's just keep doing what Zero. we're doing. Well, and it was, and you, you look and you go, you don't make adjustments when everything's going your way. Yeah. 
Well, he. I, I don't know how. I don't know how he felt. That everything was going his way. Nah, it couldn't have been. But here's sense. the thing, though. Like, if you're, <clears throat> if I'm the corner, and he gets the one takedown, he gets, and he's able to work right to mount within yep. seconds. I'm like, let's do that again. Hello. You know, and let's just get your hips back a little bit more, control the position. Instead, you know, he lost the position because he got his knees up under the armpits. He got a little bit too top heavy and he ended up losing the position and scrambling and getting back to the feet. Let's just not do that. Keep your hips back. Do some work. Okay. Control the top position. Wait. You have a very distinct advantage on the ground against him. I didn't understand why he didn't keep going to it. Now, I'm not saying you need to blow your wad, waste your energy trying to get takedowns, but... Like anytime you got to the fence, he's real good at dropping down because he's got pretty damn long arms, Gagar does, and just locking the hands and scooping out. I mean, I've seen him do it to several people countless times over the years, and it was something that could have been done. Uh, don't work too hard for it, but try and catch it, catching the kick and then trying to get the takedown off of that would have been, would have worked as well. There was times where he had the kick and he just dropped it, you know, or he had it and he threw a strike off of it and dropped it. I don't know, they're just, uh, the adjustments weren't there between rounds. Coaches, corners all have to make those adjustments. Now I know at that age, just things just don't, aren't happening as fast as they used to happen. Um, but I'm not going to make any excuses, man. Fabian fought a good fight. He seemed laser focused. He even said during the week when I fought Machida, he's like, I didn't feel nervous. I felt good, man. I just felt calm and relaxed. And he's like, and I feel that way again this time. You know, he's like against Charlie Ward. I felt a little on edge. He's like, and my performance showed that. And so I think with Fabian, he's just, he understands how fast he is. He understands how much better he's getting in. And like we've talked about, I don't know how many times we've talked about it. We talked about it on air for Bellator. We talked about it on the podcast. When somebody wins a title in your gym, it makes everyone believe. And his brother and Fabian right now is believing that everything we're doing is actually working. Works. And so it makes it easier for you to go out there and go, look, I know what I'm doing. I know how to stuff these takedowns. I know I can... I can, oh, I can do this. So <clears throat> I'm pretty interested to see in this fight with Johnny Eblen because Johnny Eblen is, he's pretty fast himself. He doesn't load up. He doesn't have a ton of power, but he's got pop and he, but he, he punches from different angles and weird angles because he steps out, he cuts corners. He's out there having fun. But he know? also transitions to his wrestling really well. Exactly. So he, and he doesn't force the wrestling. He doesn't need to force the wrestling, nope. but he That's will. That's why he gets them easy. He will not fight Fabian. At the gay guard pace. And Fabian likes to try to slow things down and fight at that pace. Johnny will not do that. Johnny will be no. in your face from the moment that you, fucking bell goes. Like, he's not, yeah. he's made it very clear. I've, I, you know, after even talking with him this, he's like, he's like, there's not an 85 pounder in the world that can fight at the pace that I'm going to fight at. You know, he's like, and I get that. He's all, I get a lot of that from Yaroslav Amosov. He's like, there's just no slowing down. If I take a second and breather, he'll take me down or he'll get on top. Or he's like, nah. No, we're not doing this. He's like, I, I fight at the pace that I'm going to fight at, and you need to keep up. If you can't keep up, I'm going to break your will. And we saw in moments in this fight, Gegard's 36, 37 years old. Fabian had to take a couple steps. 38 had to take a couple steps backwards. Had to take a couple steps backwards and slow the pace down. Where Johnny's not that guy, man. Johnny, you saw in the Tokov fight. You saw in the Gegard fight. I mean, both those. Tokov was 32, what, 31 and 2, right? 31 and two. Yeah, 31 and 2 was his record. I mean, he's he's no slouch. And Johnny just in the first no, round. No, he's got was, a gas tank. Yeah, he does have a gas tank. We saw that. Even though even though Johnny started to run away with it as the fight went on after the first round, 
that first round was was back and forth, scrambles, this and that. But then he made him exert so much energy that he didn't have much left in the second, third. Even though he still had, he was still pushing, still trying to get after Johnny. But Johnny just was a step ahead with the, with the speed and with the pace and everything. So I don't think I think if you the way to get to beat guys like Fabian is to take away their athleticism and just stay glued to them. Never let them rest. Never let them get off. Never give them distance to use their speed and their length. You run, it's the thoroughbred, man. You, he, and Fabian Edwards is a thoroughbred. Mm-hmm. You got to run that thoroughbred. Make it to the point where the thoroughbred's exhausted, mm-hmm. and it becomes just a regular, regular horse, man. And Fabian Edwards is a stud. He, he's an athlete. He's fast. He, he, technically, he's very good, especially yeah. his stand up. He throws a lot of straight shots, good kicks at the right time. He gets the right, you know, length as far as understanding when that teep kick should come out. <clears throat> he's good, and yeah. it's it's coaching. Coach Dave Lavelle there has done a fantastic job with those guys, and you can see it. And we're going to talk about one of them, later. Tim Wild. Look at the change in yeah. that dude. Man, he's fighting so well right now. And, and like you said, there you go, a little, little touch. Cheers, cheers, baby, baby. cheers. <laughs> <laughs> but nice win by Fabian. He gets that championship match. And congratulations to him. It's well-deserved. He's he's put in the, mm-hmm. uh, the performances to get it. So the lightweight world grand prix opening round <clears throat> mansoor barnawi taking on brent primus we thought this was going to be an interesting fight it turned out to be a fantastic fight wow fantastic fight and man and i gotta give it up for brent primus so much and i said it you know i think i said it on the broadcast look i've seen every one of brent primus's fights mm-hmm. even from his damn you know way back in uh he was at the Rose Garden there in Portland. But I fought there. <laughs> yeah. I fought there in my early parts of my career. I fought there about four or five times, man. You know, one of the, one of the things I always complained about Brent was, he, look, you just don't fight enough. Yeah. You know, once a year is what it seemed like. And then he you know, came and went to Bellator, and it was like he's, he's winning. And you look and you go, he's a good fighter. He's got a lot of, you know, good elements. He's super strong. He's got a great ground game. You know, and... We talked to him before this fight, and he talked about, you know, working out with Lucas Barbosa and all the things that he was doing there. And, you, and if if you understand the grappling world, you know how good Barbosa is. Mm-hmm. He's a stud. You know, we're talking Gordon Ryan level. You know, they have competed against each other and stuff. And he says, he goes, look, there's no way he's going to choke me there. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, it's different when you've got, you know, punches, you know, that, mm-hmm. that alters things because it alters <clears throat> your brain. And mm-hmm. But and he talked about his conditioning. And he said, he goes, you know, I'm doing, you know, 30 second sprints with 30 seconds off. And how many are you doing up to, you know, 15? And I'm like, really? Okay. And, and I'll tell you what, he wasn't lying because he was in shape. Because, of course, he got tired. That first round was unbelievable as far as the output from both guys. And, and if you if you grapple at all, it's just un, unworldly how yeah. much energy was spent. And man, he was exhausted and came right back because you're going to get tired. But it is that ability to recover that shows what kind of shape you're in. And that was the best. I didn't care if he won or lost. That was the best performance I ever saw from Brent Primus. The amount of shots he took in that first round with the elbows. I was like, holy shit. And then he delivered his own shots too. You can't, I mean, he's going to have... the. 
He he. Look, <laughs> the two of them, John. I was telling you, we were sitting because I actually helped call that fight with you, Cage side, which was kind of nice to get yeah, back together, get the fun. band back together. Um, Hello. But we, uh, he just did such a great job of absorbing the shots, but then also trying to come back and deliver his own. And there was this fight was so frantic, such a pace. I mean, most fighters would have taken a step back, going, "Okay, I've got to conserve my energy, man. I can't let this guy keep doing this to me. Like, I gotta, I gotta step back, circle, stay away." pot shot I get like they would have a lot of fighters would have made those decisions he yeah. just kept coming forward Brent was like no 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 I'm in shape I can do this yep. I'm not gonna let you break me because he was in some trouble in that first round he got in some trouble throughout the fight and so did Barnaway a couple times yeah oh, yeah I mean Brent knocked out Barnaway's mouthpiece a couple times you know and so uh especially one time he hit him with a beautiful shot and that thing went flying like this and, like, it was and then he yeah. took another shot off of it with no mouthpiece and yeah. you went you looked and you go Dude. Damn, he's got a freaking chin. And probably chin. Because when, you, when you're not biting down on that mouthpiece, yeah. you get, it's a little bit different. Yep. Probably chipped you know? teeth also. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but this is what you want to see from guys that are in your tournament. And there was a little bit of a chip on Brent's shoulders because he should have been in the tournament and he felt a little slighted yep. by the Bellator brass that he wasn't invited to come into the tournament. And so um, he's gotten a win over Benson, and Benson was in it, you know, and he had he had wins over other guys that, you know, um, he felt like were being considered more so than him. And so he had that chip, and I, I, I honestly think that it's Barnawee who kind of took his spot because Barnawee came in and fought out of Piccolotti and got the win, and that got Barnawee in the tournament. And the history, yeah, true. I, think, I think Bellator looked at the history. Barnawee's only did. losses were to Islam Makachev, Matisse Gamrot and two other guys that were, were Ivan Bochinger and Ke Kevin Lee. Okay, so Kevin Lee and then Bochinger, right? Is Bochinger? Yeah. Bush okay. Yeah. Bushinger. So those four guys. <clears throat> but the Islam one apparently was very controversial because there was some stand-ups and some points taken that shouldn't have been or whatever it was, and uh, you know, and that fight. Now, I haven't seen that well, fight though, John. There, there's also have. those times when you hurt your opponent. Mm -hmm. And they, they kind of complain about it, and then you give them time to recover. Oh, okay. That makes sense in fighting. Got it. It always makes sense. <laughs> oh, I didn't I didn't see that. I haven't seen that fight. And if I did see it, because Islam's my boy, I wouldn't have said anything anyways. So, no, um, you wouldn't have. It's okay. That's <laughs> a homer. But, <laughs> but then uh, I didn't see the Gamrot one either, but you said that that was a, it was a good fight also. But he's... Yeah. You know, so he, he's fought the who's who in the sport at lightweight division. The only thing was he was away for three years. He had a great performance over Adam and a finishing performance in submissions. And he gave him, got a submission on him in the second round. Yeah. This fight, as they're fighting the first round, the, what was going through my head was, is Barnaby going to be able to maintain this pace for five rounds? Yeah. Because if you've been gone for three years out of the sport, three, three and a half years, and you come back and your first round seems a little easy or your first fight seems a little easy, and then your second one, you're fighting like this, Okay, is the the adrenaline dump is real? And you saw a little bit of them slow down towards the end of the second round or middle of the second round. Oh, yeah. They kind of slowed you down. Have to. But then they picked it back up again, though. John in the third and the yeah. fourth, and I was like, "Holy!" Which, shit. which said what kind of condition both were in? Both were in phenomenal shape. Phenomenal shape. But I do I do think you know, and, and you got to give it up to premise and how good he is on the ground because Barnaby is used to, and he actually got that half guard sweep one time. Mm -hmm. But he's so used to being able to dominate the position on the ground and get to the top position, and he was able to do it one time. Yeah, and 
<clears throat> Brett was able to maintain the top position each time that that fight hit the ground. He was able to maintain that top position, and I think that was huge in him getting the win because it was that time on the ground. Sometimes he wasn't you know, able to do any kind of real damage or anything like that, but he was always working to get to a better position, always working to try to attack and stuff, and he showed what kind of ground technician he is. Yeah. But I thought for five rounds, that was a great fight. Brent Primus now, he gets the draw of Usman Nurmagomedov to fight for the title next because the title moves along. Be careful the, what you wish in for. In the Grand Prix. <laughs> that title moves along in the Grand Prix. So he could end up being the champ going into the finals of whoever he fights if he beats Usman. Well, and that's it. You know, that's it. Both of them had a thing about wanting to get to a certain point. And obviously, Primus wants the championship fight with Nurmagomedov, but... It was Barnawi who really had that. I want Nurmagomedov because of the whole thing with you know the Nurmagomedov camp and him feeling like mm -hmm. he'd been slighted in those fights. But you know, Premis has got his eyes set too. He saw Alexander Shabli get that win against mm -hmm. Tofik Mosayev, and he says, you know, that guy beat me, and I want that fight back. Yeah, and so he's looking at that's his. You know, yes, he gets the title, and that's big to him. But he also wants a shot at getting back at uh, Shabli. So we'll see if that materializes and comes to <clears throat> fruition. We will see. We will see. But, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Like, do they do they announce where that one might be? Because I know we already announced that Eblin and Edwards is in Dublin. Yeah, no, they did they not did announce, announce this one. Okay. I know that they're still. Wish they would. I know that AJ McKee and um, Pitbull will be announced here pretty soon. But that is not my job to yep. do. So I'm going to let nope, the promotion do that. Uh, see how like when hold you it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. You, you, aren't you media? No, You're no. Supposed to report no, these things. That no, you media. Know? Media does not try to take the thunder away from the promotions. Or, I'm there sorry, you go. This media does. No, not media to, does. This media doesn't media try does. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hear. I hear. Brock, I, hear I, hey, I hear Brock Lesnar's coming back. I mean, sorry, it's different, different, uh, different. <laughs> But yeah, I wouldn't do I wouldn't do that to the UFC. I wouldn't do that to PFL either. No. I wouldn't do it to one. I'm not going to sit there and and take away something that look they're they're the ones doing all the work to put that together. I'm not going to yeah. sit there and because I know it's wrong. Moving on. <laughs> all right. Moving so we on. got Douglas Lima coming back against Costello Vanstinas. Lima was on a four fight losing streak. This was basically a, a do or die fight for him. Moving up from the 170-pound weight class, and you look at if you're around the fighters and you see them, you know you and I talked too many times about Douglas Lima is close to death mm -hmm. when he's weighing in. It's nasty, and I've seen other guys do it. Yoel Romero did it when he was at 185 in the UFC. Connor has done it when he was at 145. And you look, you look at him, and people are like, "Oh, look how ripped he!" No, he's close to dying right now, and that's what we were seeing out of Douglas Lima, and we were seeing that exact result in his performance because he wasn't able to go and he was always worried about being tired and stuff and so going up to 185 was a great move in my opinion for him taking on van Stinas, i thought that's a super tough fight mm -hmm. but you know when you're douglas lehman and you fought all these guys and you have all these guys on your record and you make the money you're gonna make you got to fight the real deal and he was and i, I think he's you know he's happy with his performance and i think he should be he could have done more. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say it right now. But Van Stinas should have done more. Mm -hmm. And I think both of them are going to go back and look. And Van Stinas is going to be super upset with himself that oh, I should have done more. 
And Douglas Lima can look at the same thing. You, you took on a, a, a dude that's a stud, physically strong, got power, and you just kept amping it up and got the win. You look good. The low calf kick was working well, but you need more output still. We were talking about that from the beginning. The output has slowed down, and it needs to be kicked up a notch. Yeah, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Douglas Lima a little bit of a pass on the the output. He felt like he was winning. I thought he was winning. You thought he was winning. Yeah, uh, no, he was doing absolutely. just enough to to stay ahead on the cards. But he it's was, just enough, so it only takes one shot to start to change this. I get it, John. I get it. But what I also I also have been in that position where you've lost two or three in a row, and, and you're worried. Yeah, and you're just like, look, let me get the win. Let me get the win. Let me get the win. And I'm gonna move on from here, which I think we'll see a better uh, uh, Douglas Lima with a little more output in the next fight. Him also not being him being so used to, man, I'm slowing down. I'm fighting five-round fights. Uh, he's not have to worry about fighting five-round fights right now. He's fighting three-round fights. And so he'll, these three-round fights should be like a walk in the park. He can let it all go. Getting the win for him was the most important part. He's 30-whatever, 35, 36 years old. That's important to him to get that win, to get his, his, his mental back. He's yep. 35. For him to get his mental back. And I want to remind people, Costello Vanstinas, he's coming off of a three-year-long uh, hiatus also from a knee injury. Uh, two and a half. Almost, yeah, a little two, about two yeah. and a half. But he just yeah. got a win over another opponent in his last fight. But he was off for I'd two and a half name. years. Yeah, so 20... Yeah, who did he fight? Go ahead. He, yeah, he beat, he, beat, he beat Fabian Edwards in 2020. Well, he beat Fabian Edwards. Then he, then he yeah. that's when he had the uh, injury. Then, came back and he fought Camille Onischuk. Mm-hmm. which is a beautiful submission, got the win, but it was a long time off. Yeah, two years. Yeah. Two years, yeah, exactly. Almost, almost exactly two years to the point. And, so. and this is where you can look and say, this is what happened. He beat Fabian. Look where yeah. Fabian's at, yeah. and now look where he's sitting. Yep. It's rough. Being active, being active and uh, not having to deal with the uh, injuries. And that type of adversity, man, to get himself back on track. So he's got a submission win, come back, now losing to Douglas Lima. But, John, we ran into some some people that were with uh, Costello, Vanstinus, and we were, Yeah, I don't I don't pull any punches when family members or friends or whatever, like, man, I felt like he had it, he did this, he did that. And I had to yep. explain to them because I, I was making John proud because John was listening from, like, two or three feet away. And he's like, and I just kept telling the dad, dad's like, or not the, I don't know if it was the dad, but it seemed like an uncle or something. He goes, he was landing the jab. He was landing the jab. I said, yeah, but which one hurts more, the jab or the leg kick? And I'm like, and he goes, oh, yeah. I said, that's the one that the ref's going to count. Or not ref, but the judges are going to count. Judges, yeah. The leg kicks had more of an it's effect. the better shot. You know, in that, the, in that the sequence, jab. which is the better. <clears throat> yeah. And I said uh, the leg kicks were there. A couple times they, uh, you know, they made Costello lift his leg up, made him kind of switch stance for a second or two. Um, you know, all of those things. I go and then plus the output. You've got to have more than just one, 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 one. You know, it's like it, that's it. Just wasn't enough, and which is crazy because I fell I fell in love with watching Costello Vancinas fight because he fought like, like he said like a child. Where he just fought wild and just crazy. went all out and just fought crazy. It didn't matter what it was. Spinning kicks and, you know, and and jumping Superman punches. All of those things. He would do everything, you know, and it was just so fun to watch. It reminded me a lot of, like, when I was younger and just didn't care, didn't realize that cardio was a real thing, you know, because it was just get it out as fast as – it was almost like the fastest windmill on the playground won the fight. Yep. And that's kind of how I used to fight when I was first coming up. And – um 
that's how I got used to watching Costello fight. But this fight was very calculated and it just wasn't enough output for him to win the fight. Like I said, you said, is he's going to look back at this fight and go, damn, had I did a little bit more, had I done this, had I done that, he would have, yeah. he probably would have won. So good fight win. for, good fight for Lima back on the win track, Costello back to the drawing board. But I think that he'll, he'll make the right adjustments. He's still young, Costello. All right. So super good young. stuff. Next fight. Tebow Goody versus Kane Musa started off the uh, actual main card and Goody came out. He was uh, definitely feeling the crowd, you know, being able to fight in Paris where, you know, that's his home home base, home country and stuff. Going against a guy in Kane Musa who brings the fight, always is coming forward. You know, Musa was doing what he needed to do to get the win. He just got hit with a right hand that was going to hurt just about anybody that, you know, got hit by it. Was on the right spot at the right time. There was the opening. Big time knockout for Goody. And uh, he looked good. I noticed the difference in the in the stand-up. Is that Kane had the power. You know, he had the, a little bit more of the power advantage. But Goody kept his stuff in tight. So if you notice that shot yep. that landed, his elbow, Goody's elbow never really left outside the body until it was already coming up behind the wrist yeah. and that when that made contact it was the whole shoulder and the whole turn of the body that really landed that clean shot it was beautifully timed uh he was against the fence so almost like he was playing possum letting kane throw his shots left himself open and boom <coughs> landed right right on the button nicely done he didn't he went out flat he went out right. flat and then he took one more shot for good measure but um, I enjoy watching K Musa fight. I've been calling K Musa's fight since we did the Newcastle show, I think that far back, you know. Well, we had the European series, what, three years ago? 20, well, his, in his last fight against Georgie Carhanian, he looked yeah. fantastic. Yep. But he did, you know, Going he didn't. The body coming up. He didn't do but, the body this time, though. He wasn't really ripping the body in this fight. He should have, because yep. I would have kept that elbow loyal to the ribs. If he if he'd have went to the body a little bit more, which means that that hook wouldn't have probably been able to land as quick. So when you go up top to the head, you go to the head on this side. If you rip the body on the other, then it keeps their elbow loyal to their ribs, keeps them from throwing it. A whole bunch of little tricks to the trade. But he, um, <clears throat> Goody fought a good fight. Like you said, he he's someone that will take a shot, give a shot. But man, it was a good it was a good fight. Yeah, very good. Next Denise fight. Kielholtz took on Paula Christina. You know, it, the real difference was if you're going to be in a stand-up battle with someone, you got to be either more technical or faster or have the power that can hurt them and stops what they're able to do. And in this one, Paula Christina was after her. She was trying. She just could not figure out the range mm -hmm. and where Denise was at, and she just took a lot of shots. She landed a couple, but just wasn't able to touch her the way that she thought she'd be able to. And Denise Kielholz just showed why. She's the superior kickboxer. Paula Christina was someone who was tracking after her, but wasn't throwing. Following. Yeah. That yeah. that was it was one of those fights where you're like, okay, hey, look, you you're you're cutting her you're getting her cut off, but then you're not throwing. And then when you didn't throwing. cut her off, you're chasing and you're not throwing. So you no matter what you do, it just we had this conversation. Remember it was the uh Jose Aldo versus uh Marlon Moraes fight. Yep. And Aldo was running after him. But wasn't landing Chasing. anything. Wasn't throwing anything. Exactly. He was just doing all the hand movements. That used to kind of bother me when Anderson Silva would do that. He'd run after you and like move the hands and wiggle, wiggle, wiggle and dance. And but then nothing would really come out. It'd be like one shot, one shot, one shot. But all of this, 
you know, always skewed the judges because it was Anderson Silva. Well, <laughs> Paula Castrina, she just she just doesn't throw. So if yeah. you're chasing after someone or you're putting pressure on them and you're showing your opponent too much respect by not throwing, though, um, that, that's hard to win fights that way. And, and Denise Kilholtz, for somebody who is dynamite in this little tiny small package, she's got a nasty mean streak about her. Yeah, like, she does. She is so sweet when you talk to her. You're like, <laughs> you're like how are you a fighter? And then, then you see her fight and she just has that like, almost like a very evil look in her eyes. You can tell. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I, I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, like for her husband, it's gotta be like, no way. He keep getting his ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he has these, he has to be six no. foot eight just so he can handle Jesus, her. Man, he's a big boy. He is a yeah, big he is boy. A good guy. All right. Next fight. All right. We had Luca. Poklet against Oliver Endcamp. There was some really good grappling going back and forth in this, but it ended up being slowed down to a point. But nice win by Luca. He was able to basically out-wrestle Endcamp, and that was the difference in it. Mm, yeah. He was able to control the top position, not really, and take away yep. the submission threats. And I think with Oliver Endcamp, right, he's he's old, not older. I think he's 30, 31, something like that. But he needs to work yeah. on building some strength. You can tell he still doesn't have like the the full man strength that he needs to work on getting some some plyos in or some explosive movement. Start building some a little bit of strength because all the guys that it seemed to beat him are the ones that are able to just hold him down. Control Once I can shut your your grappling down, then they you know they're able to uh, hold him down. Next fight. <clears throat> Sal Rogers went against Davy Gaillon, and this was unfortunate. Sal. Look, and this is why it's so important. Sal did a great job. He got to a beautiful position. He goes for the choke. It's on. It's on well. Davey is defending correctly. He's grabbed the leg. He's using his legs to pull his arm off of his neck. He's doing things right. The head kind of gets buried. And we have the referee, Jacob Montalvo, goes in. He kind of shakes him, but he stops the fight. And right away, you see Davey Gaillon is... He's okay. He's not out. And it ends up being overturned to a no contest, which was the right call because you can't give somebody a loss off of the official's mistake. And that's really what it was. You know, and, and no disrespect to Jacob Montavo. It can happen. Mm -hmm. It's a tense situation because when you when you lose that ability to see his face, you don't want to be the guy that's allowing someone to be choked. And we've seen it too many times. Someone's get in a choke and you know they're out. And you've got to, again, we talk about this, stop looking for his face. Look at his entire body. His body is going to tell you if he goes out. And it's because he's going to be tense when he's there because he's being choked. He can't relax to that point. And all of a sudden, you'll see his body just relax out. Mm -hmm. And he's telling you, he just went out, and it's time to stop the fight. But unfortunate for Sal because Sal's sitting there looking, and you go, that could have been a win on his record. You know, I don't know about the pay if they gave him his no. win pay based upon it and anything like that. You know, but he's losing pay when he did what he was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. He put the guy in a bad position. He was in a good submission, <clears throat> and it was the official's mistake that ends up making that a no yeah. contest. I I think that some of it comes from from the ref's perspective. Some of it comes from what happened in San Antonio to that dumb ref that let the guy get choked for 
for fucking two or three minutes. And then he, yep. the guy finally let it go because the guy wasn't tapping and went to an arm bar and broke his arm. Yep. I think refs are so afraid of shit like that happening to them and them just being crucified, whether it be social media or by commissions and never working again in the industry, that sure. I'd rather Stop. err on the side of caution for a fighter's safety. And that's what they should be doing. Yeah. Um, I understand what you're saying. <clears throat> they could, they could, they'll probably run this thing back on the next show. Not, maybe not Chicago. Obviously, Chicago's packed. Yeah, no. uh, but I could see them probably running it back somewhere down the road. Um, yep. Yeah, somewhere maybe, maybe Sioux Falls. I think that's fights coming up, and then uh, or the one in Dublin, maybe since they're you know out that way. It's all Rogers and Davey going, so maybe maybe on that card. Um, yeah. But yeah, it is unfortunate that the win money doesn't but, get paid to either one of them. Let's 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 uh, let me make this clear to everyone because they're going to say all kinds of shit about Montalvo. Look, Jacob's a good referee. Jacob is a legitimate black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Mm -hmm. He's got a school. He teaches all the time. He knows. It's just, it's so much easier on the outside, Josh, oh, yeah. to sit there and go, oh, you know, stop it or don't stop it. Mm -hmm. But when it's your call that, you know, you don't want to make the mistake I don't want to make the mistake of stopping it too early. I don't want to make the mistake of having someone who's choked unconscious. And as soon as you lost that and then you didn't, you know, notice that I need to just look at the body, it can happen. Yeah. And, you know, and he's a he's a good referee. And again, you know, I talked to him and he, he was trying to explain, you know, he goes, John, I said, I said, Hey, I understand. But don't put yourself in that position where you are putting the pressure on yourself. Look at everything. Yeah. Don't just start to focus in on the small things. No, I agree. I agree. <clears throat> no, he's a great person too. Great to yeah. be around. Super nice and uh, very respectful. And just you know, hey, this happens. Very humble. I'd ra I would rather lean on the side of caution. We're talking about yeah. fighters' health and safety. And uh, right. I know it sucks in a shitty situation to be in, but I'm glad it was overturned. I'm glad it was done right there on the spot. Because had this thing gone to a fucking commission review, it never would get overturned. Sons of bitches. Um, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, good though. Good stuff. All right, next fight. Uh, we had Yves Landu against Piotr Nadelski. Mm -hmm. It was a good fight back and forth. Nadelski thought he won it. Again, he's going to go back and look mm -hmm. and go, I could have done a little bit more. Yep, yep, yep. And could've. that was the difference in that fight. I want to go Hamadoff against Pechi. Good fight. Mm -hmm. Hamadoff really looked good. Mm -hmm. And 15-0 now. This guy can wrestle. He's got good submissions. He's got good stand-up. He's from uh, Azerbaijan, just like uh, Masayev, mm -hmm. and uh, kid's good. He's got to be a little bit more active on top. top of the ground and pound. I mean, he's got good pressure, good top pressure, but he's just got to be yeah. a little bit more active on top. You can't be 15. What is he, 15 and 0? Yep. Yeah, he's like 15 and 0 or something. You gotta, just got to have a little bit more pressure. So, yeah. uh, got it. yep, 15 and 0. 26 years old. Jeez, man. <laughs> These guys are nuts. <laughs> Oh, it's crazy. Next fight, Tim, Tim Wilde. Wilde against Chris Gonzalez. What a fight. What yep. a great job by both guys. Look, I thought Chris looked really good, too. Mm -hmm. um, he just wasn't able to put out the volume that Tim Wilde did. And Tim, if you're going to look at this fight, the true difference in it, I had one guy that could truly kick and throw kicks from different angles and different techniques mm -hmm. and land those and have effect and one that couldn't. Mm -hmm. And that was a big difference in it. The spinning attacks that Wild hit him to the body with, some of those kicks, they took the air out at times. You saw, you know, 
Gonzalez take a step back, recover from it, and then come forward. But man, Tim Wild, this all goes to that same thing you were talking about with Fabian Edwards. He's out of Renegade now. He had switched gyms probably about three or four fights ago. He's with, you know, the Edwards brothers and, and Dave Lavelle as a coach. Mm-hmm. And you can see the difference in him as a fighter. He is so much better now. This is, you know, he only his only loss in Bellator was when he was brought in the first time to fight Primus. against Primus. And, and you were there for that fight. And uh, that he got go-go plotted by Primus. Mm-hmm. But other than that, man, he's had great performances. And that, you know, the... The draw with uh, Alfie Davis, that was a fight where he got, he had a point taken away from him. Mm. In that, that was the difference maker. That's why it was a draw because he actually won the fight. But he's been on a tear. You know, that's uh, four wins, one draw since mm. that Brent Primus fight. He's been looking fantastic. Yeah. Um, you said the difference was the kicks. And for me, I felt like the difference in the fight was that Chris Gonzalez did not use his fucking wrestling. That was the difference. But he, he tried. Just, no, 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 no. He did not try. John, not enough. No, it was. Yes, he tried. The efforts, the efforts that he tried for someone who is at that level of Greco-Roman wrestling, yeah, learning how to punch your way into the clinch is got to be the most key thing in your game. It seems like he had never done that, and I've got high expectations for Chris Gonzalez. He's still relatively young. He's explosive. He's got he's got the look. He's very marketable. He can fight. He's a fan, like you said, fantastic athlete. All of those things, but. This fight to me, he I saw him shooting double legs with no setup, raw dog as we like to call it, from five feet away. Uh, just learning how to punch your way into the clinch, learning how to utilize your feet and trips anytime you get into the clinch. I know he knows all these things. I mean, his very first takedown was fucking up in the air and then down. I was like, wow, this is beautiful. He's going to get it done. And then he went back to the kicks were the factor. I agree. The, the kicks were a huge factor because that keeps you keeps you away kept him from coming in yeah yeah but chris you got he's got to have different ways of in getting in and closing that distance with your level of wrestling this fight should have never stayed on the feet as long as it did and um he's just so good and so talented but tim wild like you said since changing gyms has fought a fan he's been fighting fantastic he's made those adjustments he's made those changes he's using his lateral movement he's striking off the lateral movement he's mixing up the punches and the kicks spinning attacks Keeps fighters guessing. If you're a wrestler and I'm fighting somebody like him, I'm like, shit, he's going to throw a spinning back kick to the body, which he did several times. He's going to throw it to the head, which he did several times. And when you see spinning attacks coming, you're like, oh, shit, do I shoot? Do I not shoot? Uh, he was working the straight jab. And then as every time Chris came in, he worked the knee up the middle. But those are things that Chris is going to have to make some adjustment to because Tim Wilde is in the middle of the pack right now in that division, maybe a little bit ahead of the middle of the pack. But when you get to that next level, it's going to get even worse. Those guys are going to mix it up everywhere. You're going to have guys, you know, you're just going to have all these guys that are just so damn good that can put it, they can do it anywhere. You know, you got Monster Bonawi, fucking fantastic grappler, but big elbows, big knees, all those things. You know, and you got Brent Primus, monster on top, big, strong guy. You know, I don't want to get into like Shabley, great takedown defense, good boxing, spinning kicks, big power, all those things. Chris is going to have to make those adjustments now while he still can and getting himself a little bit more acclimated to punching in on the clinch clinching the body lift body locks lift scoop whatever it is he's gonna have to make those adjustments because right now i'm not seeing it so he's gonna have to make some improvements uh overall any other fights on this card you want to talk about that knockout though by uh roman was pretty damn good against kamara that that knockout was 
Big right hand, beautifully placed. You, you got to give it. I thought that I saw a juge against mm-hmm. George Sassou. Both guys fought their asses Good off. Good fight. That was a great fight. So congratulations on that. And then again, also uh, Fabakari Giada against Kerr Harvey. Kerr Harvey, tough as hell. Yeah. Man, that dude took some shot. His face was looking <laughs> like a truck hit it in the first round. Kicking scrap. And he kept coming back, kept fighting. That, Dave, is what we call a tough Scotsman. He must be related to uh, <laughs> William Wallace. Yeah. Because Dave's unlike, not. Dave's on the other side. Unlike podcast Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well... Uh, all right, let's go to the UFC and Biggie Boy versus Mr. Almeida. That was a, a good fight. Go to OnlyFans.com slash weighing in. OnlyFans.com slash weighing in. Make sure you guys subscribe to us. It is free over there. And uh, we've got some stuff coming up. We're also doing some uh, stuff over in the USO in the next week or so. And we'll be posting some more content over there. Us working with the troops. Us, John doing rappelling maybe even some skydiving i'm trying to negotiate the skydiving so yeah baby yep so we're going to be doing all sorts of different stuff obviously shooting extra some weapons. big parachutes doing some good extra big parachutes <laughs> doing some great stuff over there but uh that'll be all available on our onlyfans.com slash weighing in subscribe to us over there it is free also hit that thumbs up and subscribe to our youtube channel the thumbs up subscribe to our youtube channel hit the descriptions down below in the youtube channel that'll take you to our clips channel subscribe over there as well if you don't want to watch the whole show dave has a whole channel for small clips you understand the clips channel and then you can watch segments of it subscribe over there with the little uh, bell and the thumbs up on that platform as well we want to thank you guys for continuing to support us and uh, it is 5 a.m in the morning here john and i just got off the flight yesterday from paris and we are here doing this show for all of you i know we're a day late but do you know why we're never a dollar short Yes. Dedication, baby. Dedication. That's right. Yes, 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 yes. All right, let's go ahead and get into the UFC. What is this? UFC. Is this on, was this on ABC? It was on ABC. Oh, wow. UFC, UFC four. Charlotte. ABC four. Yeah, ABC from Charlotte. four. Interesting. And yeah, there's right. some things we can talk about with Charlotte, okay. too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we had Jelton Almeida versus Jarzinho Rosenstruck. This went exactly like we said. Yeah, uh, and and this is I, I like that Biggie Boy came out. He was aggressive, but man, when you get taken down with the takedown, his both legs. How do you get your feet that close together? I mean, you know you're facing a guy that's going to want to take you down. He ends up getting taken down. Almeida just systematically takes his time, puts pressure on him, gets him to the point where he gets the mount, gets him turned over, and he sinks in the rear naked choke and. Great job. That's exactly what Almeida is supposed to do. He looks great. Uh, he's performing well. Biggie Boy is, you know, he's in that position, man. You, you're going to have to figure out some defensive wrestling yeah. needed in, in, the, in the training room. That's, you know, mm-hmm. that should be your number one priority because that's how people beat you. I, I'm going to continue to say this for, I think, the longest time until there's some changes made is the heavyweight division has always lacked wrestling and jiu-jitsu. You've had a couple guys, don't get me wrong, over the years. You had Frank Mir, who yeah. had good jiu-jitsu, not great wrestling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Verdum, great jiu-jitsu, not great wrestling, but his stand-up got so good that some people wanted to take him down. 
You know what I mean? Like he had a good push kick. You utilize the jab. You know, he would fight he'd crazy. Come, he, dude, he'd come running at you yeah. and fly across the ring. <laughs> exactly. He'd fight wild he because he knew that if you end up on the ground with him, he'd just he'd work you over. He had an advantage. There were certain guys, you know. So um Almeida is like kind of a shot in the arm, I think, for this uh for this division. Good for him. I think he's got a ton of talent to be that big and that good on the ground. And like you said, slowly, systematically work his way to the back and get the choke. Fantastic yeah. job. I mean, I'm not ready to like Just catapult him up into the number two or three spot, but no. I mean, I mean, he's, you could tell that he's not as comfortable on the feet standing and I wouldn't be either in, with the biggie boy in front of me. But, um, but yeah, I think, I think he's got definitely high expectations for him in this division. Big time. Yeah, I mean, he did, did exactly what he was supposed to do. And yep. the one thing when we talk about systematically took his time, that's important because a lot of, a lot of times guys rush because they want to get, you know, get to that end point he doesn't do that i've never seen him do that in any of his fights very very smart in his his approach to what he wants to do and how he gets the win and i mean i mean i i would be in. uh Gegard. Gegard made a mistake against fabian you could say it potentially cost him the fight yeah could absolutely. say you know i mean if you're that high yeah. up on the mountain you get there and you're within seconds you're in mount and you're let raining down punches you rushed it along a little bit too much. You know, you got to do the work sometimes on the top. Slow them down. Make them feel comfortable. Slow, the, almost slow like, it down until you've got that position. Almost rocking them to sleep down there. Okay? You want to kind of <laughs> just like kind of cradle them a little just bit. Not, let them just, know. Just not quite as, as yeah. nice and uh, secure and sensitive yeah. as that is. Just let them know. I got you down here, buddy. I got you. Yeah. Just hang out. Okay? I got you. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll, I'll get you out of here in no time. Yeah. You know? So. Um, very yeah, nice but, win for, great job. for Almeida. Great job. Next fight. Johnny Walker took on Anthony Smith, and uh, you know, <laughs> podcast Dave was telling me, did, did, did you uh, watch the you know press thing with Dana talking about Johnny Walker and that he's just not as exciting anymore or something like that? No, he's getting wins, and this is what you know. When I talk to him, I don't give a shit. You're getting knocked out being exciting. That's not a good way to have a career. And Johnny Walker is doing the exact thing that he should be doing. His coaches are exactly right in, in the approach of their game planning and everything they're doing. And, and let's be honest, he, for the most part, you know, he did exactly what he should against Anthony. And, and I'm going to say this about Anthony. I've, I've always loved Anthony Smith, and he is a tough dude who's got a, you know, uh, just a ton of experience out there but he's slowing down yeah. and you can see it. He's physically slowing down and he can't push in the areas that he used to be able to push. The speed's not quite the same. He can't land the same things. And when he's fighting someone, normally he's the bigger, longer guy, you know, standing about six foot four for Anthony and he has length and stuff. And you can see that the size of Johnny Walker mm -hmm. is something that, you know, is odd for him to deal with. But, you know, Anthony in this, there was a couple moments you looked at when he he would uh, he got a takedown, but Johnny Walker did exactly what he should have done in this mm -hmm. fight. He systematically broke him down, and as that third round was coming to an end, look at he had Anthony Smith in trouble. So if it was a five round fight, I don't think Anthony was going to make it into that. Uh, area so I thought Johnny Walker did a great job in getting that win yeah those uh, leg kicks were having a huge factor I mean the way that Anthony was having to switch his stance wasn't able to put a lot of weight on it and as even when he was catching kicks he wasn't able to control the kick 
because his leg he tried was a couple yeah, of times. His leg was bothering him a little bit. So, but uh, <clears throat> Anthony still had some pop on his punch. There was a couple yeah. times in that second and third round he was able to land some clean shots on Johnny. He just didn't have any enough left in the leg for him to press it, you know, to to get after him. And so that being the case, yeah, it just didn't happen. Like he wasn't able to get it done. Um, Johnny is fighting a lot smarter, which I said a while back. I said he fights so stupid that I don't Absolutely. think his career is going to last long. And then yeah. literally like a fight later, and I'm not saying he was listening to me, you guys. I'm not trying to say that. But I'm saying he made some changes and some adjustments, started fighting the smarter fights, and uh, he hasn't lost since. Good on him. You like, Certain fighters make those changes. Um, uh, Andre Arlovsky. Realizing that he's not the same fighter anymore. You got to make those adjustments. You want to keep fighting. You want to keep making money. Then that's what you got to do. Uh, it's easier, obviously, to do it at the heavier weights because everyone's slow. Okay. And they can't wrestle. So in the lighter weights, it's uh, it's obviously not as easy because everyone can do everything. Look, look They're a lot you. better. Look at you. You just got to throw in your I little do. jab. I do. Yeah. Just got to. Well, I'm sorry, man. Last I checked, facts matter. So we're here. Oh, is that what it is? It's facts. <laughs> got it. John, list to me how many guys are good wrestlers in the heavyweight division. Go ahead. I'll wait. <laughs> in all the heavyweight divisions? Stop. Excuse me. You're not you're saying, are you saying UFC or is that what you're limiting to? You, because you, they have you a could champion. Say, you, let's, Stop let's right there. Bellator. You wanted let's, to know. I'm, now I'm, I'm talking to you. I'm giving you. I'm giving you. I'm giving you. You're not UFC, giving me anything because I'm going UFC right now. Okay, UFC. The UFC's got a guy that's a champion in John Jones. Can he wrestle? Uh, yeah, yeah, he can wrestle. Yeah. Oh, okay. What about a guy Wait, named Curtis one. Blades? Can he wrestle? Okay. Stop. Can he wrestle? Who? Who's it? Curtis Blades? Curtis Blades. You need to listen. Can, can Curtis Blades wrestle? Did he use it? No. T that's not one. I did, yeah, just one. Stop. Shut up. <laughs> Doesn't use Answer it. Answer my question. Doesn't count. Can he wrestle? I don't know. I haven't seen you him wrestle You want me to continue on? Fights. See, so you're wrong again. So there's two. You're wrong there's two. again. I didn't go with two. Now you're going with just two. That's what, I didn't go down the list. Keep going. <laughs> that's okay. it. John doesn't have any more. <laughs> No, no. Can, can Tom can Tom Aspinall no, wrestle? No. Yes, he can. No, he can't. Yes, John, he can. that's not wrestling. You're lying now. No, he's You're not. Lying. He can't wrestle. You're he's lying. He's got good jujitsu. He can't wrestle. Okay. What about Brock Lesnar? <laughs> John. Uh, Tom Aspinall's from the UK. Okay. Carl, hold on. They Carl don't even have wrestling in the UK. They don't even have can wrestling Carl in the UK. Williams. Can Carl Williams wrestle? Who's that? Yes, Carl Williams can wrestle. Who's well. that? Who who's that? Jesus. Isn't he a 205 pounder? A 205 pounder. You, Jesus, you're so bad. Oh, he is a heavyweight. That's right. Chase Sherman. Oh, he is a heavyweight. Did he wrestle? <laughs> did he wrestle? Uh, when he did, man, yeah. he, he freaking took him off his feet, but he didn't wrestle enough. Yeah. Hey, maybe but, he can. But let, let's, there are those let's guys be out real. There. Where are those guys? All right. Let's, let's Three. be real. Three. Let's what talk about, about. What about in the Bellator and heavyweight division? How many are there? You got Bader. You got, oh, you're gonna give it to you're saying Bader can wrestle? Bader can wrestle. Are you sure? Well, he can wrestle. Are you sure? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, knowing wow, you, wow. who's who's in that this. heavyweight division there? Heavyweight. You don't even know who's in the heavyweight division. Bader. Can Lynn Vassell wrestle? Mm, he's from the UK. No, yes, he can. No, he can't. He's from the UK. Yes, he can. Moldovsky yeah. can, can wrestle. Moldovsky wrestle? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Can Tyrell Fortune wrestle? I haven't seen him. Can wrestle Tim in a Johnson while. wrestle? Yeah, those two guys can. Can wrestle. Davion Franklin wrestle? I uh, know. Oh, you're lying oh, now. Like Popoff. Can Popoff? Yes, he's yeah, a wrestler. Yeah, he can wrestle. Okay. okay. There's there's a handful. Okay. <laughs> we're talking we're talking prom two promotions. I got like maybe five out of it. <laughs> oh, on, you're John. lying again. Gosh, Come John. on. Look, bottom line is the latter guys are bottom just line is better. you're wrong no, once again. No, no. Wrong no. once again. John, just because you talk louder doesn't make you more right. 
W O R O N G. All right, let's go. Next fight. Great fight. Next Whoa, fight. wrong. Whoa, wrong. Let's talk about, let's talk about, right. let's talk about some real talent here. Okay, let's go. Ian Gary versus Dale Rodriguez. Let's go, buddy. Well, this is a weight that you never fought at, so <laughs> it's very important. You're right. Yes, talented. yes. Ian Gary against Daniel Rodriguez. Look at Ian Gary came out and looked good. Yeah. Yeah. Controlled the, controlled the range and the distance very well and then landed the kick, finished it up, went after him. Uh, you know, obviously, Daniel was hurt because he never responded well after it, just turned and covered and stuff. So it was a good stoppage. But Ian Gary, really, dude, he's been fighting a lot. And he's been freaking producing. He's he's taking some shots. He's shown that he can recover from being hurt. He's really looking good. Yeah, I hear the buzz over at Kill Cliff. It's that he's he's really um always trying to learn. He's always getting better. Uh he's doing a great job. And um his body style gives a lot of people some problems. You know, it's just it, he, he, has he that uses tall... his length very well. Yes, and he, you don't see you don't see him. You know, he doesn't he doesn't hunch down. He fights his style mm -hmm. of fight. He stays tall. He stays long. He's got confidence. Mm -hmm. We talk about that all the time. This kid's got confidence. I don't I don't want to take anything away from him yet because I know he's doing everything he needs to do to get these wins. Uh, he looks fantastic, but I'm. I'm seeing them. I'm seeing the UFC skew a little bit towards, and I think it's okay. I think it is that they know they have someone who's marketable. He's got a good look, yeah. speaks well. Uh, he's got the backing of guys like Connor and other guys that kind of help hype him up a little bit after he gets wins. Um, those type of things go, come along, go a long way. Um, but when you get into the welterweight division, can you pull up the welterweight division for me there, buddy? When he gets up a little bit higher and he's having to fight guys that can really wrestle, I want to oh, see yeah. how well there's, he can do. There's going to be a difference. There's going to be a little bit of a difference. <laughs> The grappling, yeah. I think he's got decent grappling. It's pretty good. It's not great, though. It's not phenomenal. So you, when I start saying, like, hey, who are we going to put him up against here in this welterweight division? I, I know exactly who I want to see. Him you want to see Neil Magny? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Vicente no. Luque? That's not bad. It's not bad. No, I want to see him fight Jack Della Maddalena. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that's a great fight. Yeah, it's a great fight. It's a tough, tough fight. You're right. That's what I like about it. I'd rather see him jump two spots and fight Neil Magny instead. See, but Neil Magny, in the, in my opinion, that's a that's an actual that's think, a fight that goes against where his strength is. His strength is in the stand up. What do you think Jack Della Maddalena is going to do? I don't know. He's going to strike with him. Yeah. You don't think Neil's going to strike with him? A little bit, but Neil's going to get into the clinch and he's going to work to take him down. So why not go to good when I go one more spot ahead than have him fight Vicente Luque? Vicente Luque? That's yeah. a good fight. Um yeah, Jeff Neal. I mean, like this is where I'm getting into this position here. Like Sean Brady, Jeff Neal, Steven Thompson, those are pretty much those guys, I think he's kind of in that level right there. Then you get to like Shavkat Burns. Bra Bra and Brady would not Brady's Brady's he, not gonna stand. He won't stand with them that he Sean will Brady's stand with them, but not too down. much. Yeah, yeah, Sean's gonna try to get him, take down. him down. Vicente will, I think, uh, Jeff, I think, will stand. Jessica, you have to be careful with Jeff's power, though. Yep. So, um, but I, I like the Neil Magny fight because Neil is someone who will fight everyone. He'll fight anywhere. That'll also be a little bit of more of a, a test for him on the ground stuff. Can he stuff the takedowns? Can he Can he still throw strikes and get off uh, against someone like Neil? Neil's had plenty well, of experience he, against top-level guys. He's going to be up in that top 15 now. So <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, he'll we'll be there. where he goes.
You have uh, Michelle Pajera, though, too. He's there. That's a Pajera or whatever his name. Yeah, that's a wild Pajera. fight. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a wild fight. All right, next. That'd be a good one. All right, we had Carlos Olberg against Ihor Potera. I man, Olberg landed that that <laughs> shot, put him down beautifully, beautifully done. You could hardly see it, you know, from the angle that they, they mm-hmm. created, but it was well placed. He was, you know, you could see that uh, Ihor was trying to he's trying to get into a grappling scenario, couldn't do it. Olberg did a great job of controlling that distance and range, and when given the opportunity. Landed a beautiful shot, finished the fight. That's what he's supposed to do. He's looking better, more confident in what he's doing. He's getting more that that experience factor of, you know, being out there a couple of times is really starting to change the way he's fighting. If I'm the UFC, I'm salivating a little bit because you just had two guys that are good looking, speak well, and fucking fight hard. You got Ian Gary, you got Olberg. Both are very marketable. If I'm the UFC, I'm going. You guys keep knocking people out like this, and you guys keep doing what you're doing. Psh, this guy's Hello, we're going to be you. friends. Yep, we're going to be, be friends. friends. I'm going to try to make you yeah. guys a lot of money, and you just keep doing what you're doing. Nicely done, man, both of these guys. And like I said, good fight by him. I, I see I see um, some potential in Olberg. A lot, it's quite a bit of potential. He's going to have to make sure he works a lot on his takedown defense. Don't get carried away. They won't all be just stand-up guys. Yeah. So that's where that's where... True. That's where when guys like Conor McGregor back in the day, he made the adjustments and learning how to stuff takedowns, making you pay every time you didn't get a takedown. These two guys, you're going to have to be prepared because the one day they're going to throw somebody at you and say, hey, this guy has some wrestling. You have to be working on your wrestling right now, not when the fight comes, not when they announce it. You've got to be getting better at the wrestling now. So hopefully they're both working on that. True. Next fight. Alex Morano against Tim Means. <clears throat> this is what, you know, very, very, you know, exactly like I actually thought. I thought Tim Means in the stand-up would be able to deal a lot with Morano. I thought on the ground, if Morano got in the top position, he was going to cause problems because he's really good there. He doesn't get the credit for being the ground technician that he is. He does have a good guillotine, and it was the adjustment on the guillotine because he, he was going to lose it, and you saw him sit up and readjust on it, and it was a well-placed guillotine got tight very quickly and Tim means unable to uh, stop that second attack of it. And really nice win for Alex Morano. They were having some great exchanges, man. Inside, Tim was throwing yeah. some good shots. And then, like they were saying, Tim threw some great straight shots. Morano was coming around a little bit loopy around the edges, around the gloves, landing some good stuff. Morano is someone who you look at him, you're like, this guy can't fight. Oh, <laughs> this kid. He's yeah, a slinger, man. He can gunsling, and he he attached himself quick to that neck. And the other part that I, I you got to give credit for, uh, South, his coach in South did a fantastic job. He you, you could hear him yelling, you know, left, left, because he wanted him to laterally move to left because Tim did not move his feet. And they obviously picked that up in watching film and tape, but... Mm-hmm. Tim was having a hard time tracking him any time that he did go to that left because Tim being the southpaw the way he does, he didn't track it well. And Morano was able to land some clean shots off of that. So well done by the uh, coaching staff there at Fortis MMA. That's in uh, Fort Worth, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Because I know they mentioned uh, Kyle Crutchmere, how Alex Morano wasn't able to catch 
crushing the that. guillotine. Yeah. He's like, but yeah. he's been working on it because the takedowns were there all day, left and right. So, <clears throat> yep. next fight. Ah, we had Matt Brown going against Court McGee. This was an OG fight all the way, and Matt Brown landed that just and a lot of people oh you know nice shot you know lucky no it was you watched and he was looking for that right hand because he was watching court mcgee's left hand he saw court mcgee's left hand really starting to slump down he threw that thing three times the third time was the charm that when he landed that thing it was right on the button court wasn't able to adjust and uh that puts mr matt the immortal brown in the position of he is tied with the beast, Derek Lewis, for knockouts in the UFC. Congratulations wow. to him. Yeah, there was a little... He wants to continue uh, on. <clears throat> there was a little honorable mention from uh, Connor saying he's coming for the title, for coming for the knockout title, and Matt goes, I'll fight you for it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I thought it was that. great. Great yeah. response. Great response. Yep. <clears throat> Next fight. Carl Williams taking on Chase Sherman. I thought Chase Sherman fought a great fight. I thought so, too. I was... Re- I was really impressed with him, man. You know, many times I don't think that Chase fights very smart. I thought this one, he fought very controlled. Uh, you could see him grabbing wind at time. You know, you said big, and he come right back. Sometimes, uh, you know, chased a little bit quicker than, you know, I would want him to. But really, overall, this fight could have gone either way. It wasn't, you know, yeah, we a unanimous decision. Yeah. You know, it could have it could have swung the other way. It was you know Carl Williams barely getting by on winning the rounds, mm-hmm. uh, but I thought overall good win for Carl Williams. But he needs to uh, he needs to to look at as you would say getting into those takedown situations more. He's shooting those that when he got the one, you know, it's, it was more of a football tackle. Mm-hmm. He's running his feet. That's great, but it's saying that you're being a little bit desperate too in the way that you're going about it. And he's got to set those up just a little bit better. But he's, he, dude, he's got fast hands. He's a fast fighter in the heavyweight division. Yeah, his jab was on point. And so it, it seemed like he couldn't seem to miss with his jab. Chase got to learn how to move his head offline when he throws or when you're stepping it's, in, no you got to move. There's no movement there. Yeah, he's just keeping his body straight upright. But uh, <clears throat> I agree with you, though, John. I was actually kind of thinking that Chase maybe won the fight. But then as I was watching the third round over again, the jab was peppering him a little bit too much in the face. Yeah. Like, he but it was, was close. It was. It was close. He was doing a little bit of that stepping in without, like you said, not moving the head offline. So even though you were putting the pressure, your head was getting snapped back like a Pez dispenser. And so it just made it easier for the judges to go, you know what? You got hit a lot. I know they weren't hard, yep. but you and got hit more forward, than you more than it's you called hit. effective aggression, not aggression. Yeah. What's effective? Yep, yep. And Carl Williams was being effective. Yeah. So. Uh, next uh, fight. Cody Stamen against Douglas Andrade. Man, this went the way we thought, actually. We said this is going to be a tough fight for Cody Stamen. Well, it didn't really go the way I thought because the fucking ref screwed Cody Stamen in the first round. (laughs) Tell me I'm wrong. Am I wrong? Well, I mean, like, he, he, Cody got up kicked. He looks at the ref. The ref stops him, breaks him, stands him back up again. Like, I just worked for this takedown. I literally held the guy on my shoulder for six seconds to make sure I got and established the takedown, get to the top position. He upkicks me, and then you break me. Don't even take a point. Didn't even take a point. I I lost everything. I lost everything. And Cody looks at him like, I would have said, hey, motherfucker. I would have told, and I mean, like, honestly, I would have talked to the ref that way. Hey, the rules are you put me back down. 
I get back down. Yeah. You didn't take a point. Yeah, Wayne Spinola did. Uh, you're not again. This is what happens. You know, oh, it's the UFC, and they're all excited. You gotta slow yourself down and think. Don't don't take advantages away. And we're gonna go into some of that in the next fight and stuff. But uh, yeah. I agree with you. It was wrong. And look, and I'm not, I'm not saying that he would have won that fight, but I had him winning that you first don't, round. You don't, you don't know. You don't know. Yeah, he could have. Yep, he could have made some mistakes. Could have been uh, the difference. Yeah, DeAndre could have made some mistakes. Could have turned his back. Could have got the choke. Whatever it was, but Cody worked for could've that damn, takedown. Could have damaged him with yep. some ground and pound. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, it was one of those things. Also, too, when when the ref does something like that to you, I want people to remember this: is that. The, it, it kind of in, it fucks with the fighter and their mental. Like, hey, man, what are you doing? I just I'm worked. getting cheated. Yeah, like I just worked hard I'm for that. Cheated. Now now yeah. you feel the effort to have to try harder to get it back to the ground or to land a big shot or whatever it is. Like, hey, I just got cheated out of my, my position that I worked hard for. And now you almost feel like you're fighting two people, the fucking ref and the fighter. It's like if the ref can't do their job, now I have to fight this guy and this guy. And so yeah, for, for Cody, that was a, it was a shitty situation to be in. And I could see the look on his face because the ref goes, okay, guys, fight. And he, Cody looks at him like, what are you talking about? I just got the takedown. What, what are you doing? He was like lost. He put his hands up like this. I would have I would have literally have been like, hey, this fight needs to go back on the ground. I would have used other words. But yeah, I just, I, <laughs> there was, I've been in some, you know, in some of my fights, especially one in, uh, one in Strike Force, And um, I can't remember who the ref was. But uh, yeah, I got I got kicked in the nuts <clears throat> from the ground, and he kicked me right in the nuts. And then I remember they, they stood me up, da, 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 and he's like, "Hey guys, ready to fight?" I was like, "No, no, 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 no." Uh, -uh. I was in the top position on the ground. I go, "No, put him back down on the ground." And the ref's like, "Oh no, 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 stand." I'm like, "No, no, no, I'm not fighting until you fucking put him back down on the ground. I'm not fighting. I'll just walk off. <laughs> I, I don't give a fuck. You're. I'm not gonna let the ref. This the fight is not about you. It's about us." Okay, and no, the rules are the rules. You're gonna put me back down on the ground. Fuck no, I was I was so mad. Well, it's it's always bad when you're the guy that you're the one getting fouled mm -hmm. and you're also losing position. Mm -hmm. It's like how yeah. do how do I how do I how do I get double? You know, and they're, they're always say we don't want to double dip. You double dip guys all the time the wrong way. <laughs> you know? I'm trying to remember who I was fighting in that fight. I think it was Nam fan. It might have been Harris Sarmento, but I think it was Nam fan. I can't remember, but I got kicked in the nuts. Like, I was getting ready to posture over him, and he up-kicked me right in the nuts. And I was like, you fucking son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, next. Let's see, Nam fan, it would have been John Shorley. Yeah, that one would have been a mistake. I think it was Nam, yeah. Oh, I had Shorley a lot, huh, against uh, Dwayne Ludwig John also. Shor John Shorley was a boxing referee. Makes sense. He got into the sport based upon boxing. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> all right, next. Oh, well. All right, we had Mandy Bone against uh, G. Kim. Kim, Jin Kim. Uh, I'm going to sit this one out, John. You go right ahead, buddy. I know there's a lot to talk well, about. I'll tell you what, yeah. <laughs> all right, let, let's be honest. Let's take a look at the first. First thing that happens is at the end of, I think it was the second round, was it the second round? Or was it the first round? <laughs> I can't remember. But at either at the end of the first round or the second round, I believe it was the second round. Uh, Kim is on the bottom. <clears throat> Bone is on top, and the round comes to an end. 
Mandy Bone goes to get up, and Kim, for whatever reason, decides this, now's my time to just kick at her. She kicks her, kind of knocks her back and stuff. The referee, you really can't tell what he does because they kind of go to a commercial, but he doesn't do anything off of it. He allows the one-minute break to occur. And after allowing the one-minute break to occur, he then assesses a one-point deduction for... I don't, I don't want to say if it was unsportsmanlike or if it was an illegal kick after the bell, whatever he wants to go with, but Larry Carter takes a point from Kim. Okay, this is wrong in how you're doing it. You can't do it this way because what you're doing is you're creating a situation for the fighter to be looked at. It's unfair. <clears throat> if you're going to do this and you're going to take the point, you can do that. Mm-hmm. But, Josh, it has to happen right after the foul is committed. You don't sit there and let them go with a one-minute break because what you're telling the corner is, okay, I let it happen. I'm not going to take any points from this. So the corner is now instructing Kim based upon what they know has happened in the fight. I've had two rounds. Here's where we sit. This is what I need from you in this round. Mm Mm-hmm. When you take a point after you've you've let that one-minute break go, you just screwed up the coach. You just screwed up everything because now you just altered everything. I would have said things different in the corner. I would have possibly done things different. You cannot – that score, that point deduction comes off of the second round. It can't go on to the third round. Yeah. can't have that. It's got to go off of the scorecards on the second round. So there was one mistake. The second mistake is Mandy Bone ends up against the cage. Kim has her in a position, and she knees her to the head. Knee to the head of a grounded fighter. What did you think? Well, uh, yeah, I don't, it does, I, you, as soon as you're, if you've already taken a point for being mis, for misconduct, you're pretty much obligated now to take the point for that. Negative. Why? Why? Why are you obligated to take a point when she throws she throws a a, a knee? Uh-huh. Let me ask you this: What was the first response you saw out of Mandy Bohm? Did uh. Mandy Bohm go down to a knee? Did Mandy Bohm put her hand up and like, oh my god, that hurt, and goes down? What did mm. Mandy Bohm do? I don't know. Tell me, John. She looks up at him like and puts her hand like, "What the hell?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what is that telling you? She's obviously not hurt. <laughs> Hello. Okay. And so her first reaction is like, hey. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm hurt. Okay. So Manny Bowen is the one that he allowed to decide whether this fight was going to continue on. And she decided right away. I'm starting to lose in this. I'm, not, I'm starting to have problems. I'm going to get myself out of this fight. She does. By telling the doctor, I can't see. Okay, you can't see. I'll say that you can't see. Mm-hmm. Who's the one ending the fight? The ref? No, Mandy Bohm is. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, like, right? The ref And then the ref goes, it. and a- after, after <clears throat> all of this, mm-hmm. now we're going to take a point again from Kim based upon, oh, it was an illegal knee. Well, if you're saying it was that illegal of a knee that you're going to take a point, then DQ her because you're saying basically she did it on purpose. 
True. Yeah. But he doesn't do that. He doesn't DQ her. He allows it to go to a technical decision. So I'm going to take a point. So I'm the one that's altering who's going to win this fight no matter what, for the most part, based upon I've taken two points from this lady in this fight, and now we're going to go to a decision. Okay. But don't put yourself in the place to be the the judge, jury, and executioner in this. <clears throat> he made big mistakes in the fact of the way he handled it, how you're going to what you're going to do with the fighter. Look at her fucking response when she gets hit. That's your tell-all. That's the one that's going to tell you exactly how hurt is she. Didn't do it. Uh, do me a favor there, Dave. Click on Mandy Bohm. <clears throat> okay, so then go back and click on the other girl, on Kim. <coughs> Go, scroll up, scroll up. I want to see the record. Keep going. Okay, stop right there. Yeah. That's Kim's. Okay, uh, I'm cutting both of them. Yeah, you're you've lost five in a row for Kim. I'm cutting you. Yep. And the other girl, I'm cutting her too for being a faker. Yep. <clears throat> I, same thing. I'm just I'm getting. Why is the USC? I said goodbye. Yeah, I don't, I don't need I don't, I don't need, need this. You. Guys, go back, mature a little bit, come back, and we'll talk. But yep. <clears throat> I don't need this. I don't need the I don't need this in my organization. We've seen it at the highest level in t- in title fights. I don't need this in my organization. <laughs> you know, like it's no. it's I frustrating. don't want fighter <clears throat> if a fighter is hurt, seriously hurt. I'm it's okay, it's not yeah. your fault. But yeah. People can sit there and say what they want. You can see it off of the reaction. Yeah. Look at the first reaction, it'll tell you everything. Well, how hard <clears throat> did the the knee hit her head? Not that hard. You can see a little movement. Mm-hmm. You can see a little movement, but not that hard. And then her first reaction is to look up at the referee like, hey. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh. <clears throat> yeah. No. Sorry. Well, I, I don't need those kind of fighters. I need someone that's going to be someone always looking to finish the fight and wanting to be in the fight. Yeah. Kim kicked uh, Boehm off of her because something had happened, I think, in the beginning of the second round or the beginning of the first round. Where Bohm had done something, I can't remember what it was. Sorry, guys, I'm a little jet lagged and stuff. But the uh, Mandy Bohm had done something to Kim, and then Kim got frustrated. So when the round ended, she kicked her off of her. So I'm trying to remember what it was. <clears throat> there was a little like back and forth in that little exchange. So Kim actually kicked her off of her because of what Bohm did to her. I think at the end of the first round, and so that's why. Uh, but then I, I noticed that, and then. Um, and then later on in the fight, they just they're just looking for a way out. Both of them, though, it doesn't matter. I'm letting you both go. But this is this is what happens with, again, no disrespect to Mr. Larry Carter, the referee. You you do smaller fights in you know the North Carolina area, all that stuff. Great. There's a difference between what is the letter of the law and the spirit of the law. Okay, what effect? did we have with the kick at the end of the round? What effect was there? <clears throat> Just unsportsmanlike. Zero. That's it. Yeah, it's unsportsmanlike. Yep. So how do you handle unsportsmanlike? By taking a round, and now I'm going to take a point from the fighter because it was so egregious no. that I need to clearly state, hey, stupid. You're, you don't do that. Yep. No, exactly. That's my point. Look, there there comes those points where there's there's times to take points, and there comes a point mm-hmm. you go, there's no reason to take a point there. 
Yeah, scroll you up know, a little bit have, there. You oh. have to realize how much the taking of a point affects the fight in MMA. So yeah, he not, he, not, he, he didn't well he didn't ref another fight after that. I think he did, didn't no, he? No, -uh. that was the last fight he ref. Okay, that was the last yeah, one. He, was. Okay, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> It's probably a reason why. When you start, looking, yeah. I felt this way about all sports. When the refs start making it about them, people just lose interest. I have no interest in watching this fight now. You've made it about you. I didn't. Yeah. I'm not paying my fucking money to watch the ref fucking dictate the no. where this event goes or where this not at all this sport goes or where this uh, match goes. Whatever it is, stay out of it as much as you possibly can. You know, and uh, that's exactly what he didn't do. Uh, next fight battle. God damn, man. I, I, I thought this was going to be a good fight. It was for 15 seconds mm -hmm. because Gabriel <laughs> Green came out and freaking you. He was going after him. And hey, hats off to you if that's what you. Brian Battle kind of weathered the little storm right there. Mm -hmm. You can see he's looking, you know, he's trying to cover it. Comes with a freaking right hand clean and just blast Green, puts him down. And look, Gabriel Green doesn't get knocked out. That was a nice shot by B Brian Battle. Big win. And uh, well done. You know what fight well this done. reminded me of? It reminded me of Paul Bonatello and Andre Arlovsky. Absolutely. <clears throat> because it was Absolutely. like just, I know Paul was like, I'm going to put pressure. He doesn't fight well going backwards. I'm going to push him, press him. I'm like, I don't know. Are you sure? <laughs> I was like, yeah. you little, sure? Little too, little too open. And he just, yeah, he fought too hard, left herself open on the shots, and bam. Great job by Brian Battle, though. Yep. All right. And then you had the last one, Lisboa against Jessica Rose Clark. Jessica just can't find a win anymore. Nah. It's it's a people don't realize it. it's a it's a downward spiral. One, you get one. Then if you get two in a row, all of a sudden I've never lost three in a row and that's in your mind. It just plays in your mind like I've lost one. Oh man, I can't, I, can't, I I I lose the next one. Shit, I've never lost two in a row. Now you're going to lose, you know, now the thought of losing three is on your mind. You're thinking about that more than anything. It's a, it's a spiral effect. Confidence and confidence is key in this sport in any sport, but this one specifically, you just can't seem to, like you say, you can't seem to buy a win. All right. Well, Hey, that's going to wrap up our UFC. I think it was ABC four, uh, UFC on no, ABC. Charlotte. Oh, Charlotte. Okay. And, uh, hopefully you guys enjoy that content. Let's get into some news. We have a couple little news articles and then, uh, we're going to wrap this thing up. Let us know. Yeah, so we have time for a couple here, um, and some of these will move to the midweek. So make sure you guys tune in on Wednesday for that for that stuff. But uh, the first story comes um, that Nate Diaz apparently cannot smoke weed ahead of the uh, Jake Paul fight. He's been denied for an exemption, and um, <laughs> now there's speculation that no matter what happens in this fight, something will change the result. No, just move the fight. I, if, if I'm move like the, here, it's real simple. Move, move the fight to a commission that has common sense when it comes to the use of marijuana. Stupid. I'm going to say this. I'm sorry for taking over here, Josh. Go right ahead. But you know, we've both been in a lot of uh, altercations. Both you in the cage. <clears throat> I've never had someone that's high on weed try to kick my ass. Never. <laughs> never. True. All kinds it's of so other true. drugs. All kinds of other things yeah. like alcohol and stuff. People will try to do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Never with marijuana. Jeez. And anybody that sits there and tells me that marijuana is a performance-enhancing drug, mm -hmm. you've lost your fucking mind. You're an idiot. 
Thank you. Uh, this is this fight's supposed to be in Dallas, correct? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Move it. I may be yep. living in Dallas by then, and I was hoping to actually go to the fight, but if it's going to cause problems and controversy at the end of it and someone's going to get paid and they're going to lose 20% or whatever it is, like, It's just no. stupid. And once he's suspended for marijuana there, other commissions are going to follow the suspension, I would assume. So then he won't be able and, to fight real, after that. The real question is, what are they saying that he can't... Because with USADA or WADA mm-hmm. or VADA, any of those, there's a 24-hour period, okay, that surrounds the fight, all right? And and so he wouldn't be able to smoke basically for 12 hours before the fight, all right? And it's supposed to be that they have a 24-hour period, but if you don't, you don't smoke, then you have the fight. They can test you right after the fight. Mm-hmm. You know, to make sure that you didn't have anything in your system. But once the fight is over and they have that little window that they can test you, whether they do or don't, you can go back and you can use marijuana and it's all good. So why is it that Texas is going to be different? I don't know. It's like we're we're worried about marijuana in the world today. Give me a break. Yeah, let's worry about the southern border first before we start worrying about marijuana. Thank you. Um, Look, this. um... (laughs) about something called fentanyl? (laughs) Yeah. This uh this is driving me crazy because like I said um we've had now we've had two problems and so we've had the the referee that was in San Antonio and then the judging that was in San Antonio and done by the actual those two things took place by people that were what they work for the the, the Texas Commission and now this coming about where you're not going to allow this guy to smoke um <clears throat> it's his business like I get it it's not performance enhancing he's not out there like he is going to be out there trying to kick someone's ass. But like you said, it's not like he's out there trying to pick these fights. You know, he's fight, he's 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 a professional athlete. He's a real fighter, and so this um, all right, man, I said it, John. Texas Commission, help is coming, my friend. I'll be there soon enough. <laughs> I'm so frustrated. Oh man, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to uh, recruit Andy Foster over to Texas. Let's go, my guy. So let's go. Uh, all right, next. All right, and then I think we'll wrap up on this one here. Um, Jake Paul saying that he wants to fight McGregor twice, once in boxing and once in MMA, but for MMA, he specifies PFL. So yeah, guess what? Ain't happening. Yeah. Ain't happening. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, first off, Jake Paul can eye anything he wants. Mm-hmm. And that's great. And first off, you got to fight. You got to deal with with Nate Diaz. You're not fighting MMA against Connor, especially in the PFL. He ain't fighting boxing either. either. I don't think so either, no. but it's a matter of that ain't happening. No, he ain't fighting so, boxing. So because I'm going to just put Cole Shelton wrote this story, means something? Means mm. dick. <laughs> ain't happening. Mm. No, it ain't nothing, nothing. And uh, I like BJPenn.com. Um, it's just uh, this. This is one of those things that, yeah, you might be eyeing it, but it ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen in boxing because if if George Masvidal was too big for Connor, then Jake Paul's enormous to Connor. He's just <laughs> way bigger than Connor. Um, I want to stop this misconception that Jake Paul's like a 170 pounder. He's not. He cuts weight to make 185. You know, and 190. Yeah, he walks. He's walking around 200, 205. Around somewhere, yeah, somewhere around there. You know, um, so stop picking on the smaller guys, man. Fight someone your size. We saw, like, 
We saw what happens when you did, and yeah. you, fought, you fought a boxer that's young and fast. Guess what? Yeah. You went right back to fighting an MMA guy. Yeah. I wonder why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's called out for him. Even KSI, who's throwing elbows in boxing matches, which is fantastic. Geez. Did you see that knockout? I didn't see it. Oh, my God. He throws an elbow that knocks out his opponent. <laughs> it's clear they gave him a win. I love it. You know why they gave him a win? It's his promotion. <laughs> Total shit show. Yeah. Total shit show. This is what boxing has become. Uh, all right. Is there anything else there, Dave? I thought you had one more for us. Well, I did have more, but I'm just for the sake of time, I'm going to bump them over here. Let's um, let's throw this one in here. Okay. Um, Kelvin Gaslam announces he's going to go back to welterweight, and he's in quotes, he's going to be shredded. Mm. <clears throat> I I don't know what to say, John. I, I'm he's hoping the tweener I, man. He is the tweener man, the poor guy. Um, but I really enjoy watching him fight. Like you said, he's your Roberto Duran. I love. Um, him. I love watching him fight, and he's such a great guy, such a nice guy, yep. very soft-spoken, very friendly, very just uh, respectful. Just whatever he does, I'm, I'm a fan now, man. When he first came onto the scene, I've said this multiple times publicly, I wasn't a fan. I don't know what it was. Something about him. I think it, what it was was that he wasn't making weight. And I've always, like, every time someone doesn't make weight, it really turns me off when it comes to, like, them. I'm like, it's a fighter. I'm like, you're just unprofessional. Uh, and then especially when I saw like his body frame and stuff, I'm like, bro, you got, you got some, you could lose some, you got a little extra around the waist and this and that. Um, but him being at 185, I felt like it was, it was comfortable. Sure. He was a lot smaller, but he had the speed. He's got the grit. He's got all of those things. He can wrestle. He's got good submissions. He, he's a dog, but I understand like he, he's, he's coming up to, I wouldn't say towards the end of his career, but you got to make that decision when you still got something left in the tank. Cut the weight, do whatever it is you got to do. Get a nutritionist that can really get you down. Do it properly, rehydrate properly, and uh, let's see what you can do at 170. I'm excited. I First off, I don't care if he's fighting at 170 or 185. I love watching him yeah. fight. The speed is a little bit of a a thought, but he could make the 170. If he gets with the right nutritionist and he, and he, yeah. he changes his <clears throat> diet and works out as hard as I know he works out, he can get there easily. Yeah, and with as tough as he is, and he look, he's got good wrestling. He doesn't use it, but he's got good wrestling. He's got a good ground game, and with as tough as he is in the stand up, look, he's a handful for anyone. He can he can definitely make waves at one seventy, uh, but now's the time to do it. And you can't wait much longer and decide I'm going to go down. That's true. Going down is never a good thing if you don't do it the right way. So he needs to take the time to do this the right way, so it doesn't affect him. Uh, with his performance, and good luck to you, Kelvin. Love watching you fight. Yep. All right, guys. Well, hey, that's going to wrap up our show. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button there on our YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button, the little thumbs up to help the algorithm, and the little bell because we'll be dropping some extra content in the next week or so. And head over to our OnlyFans page, onlyfans.com slash weighing in. Got some extra content there from our USO tour that'll be coming up next, I think it's next week or the week after. We got some more stuff coming available there. And uh, John and I had some fun in Paris. I'll be sending over some video clips for Podcast Dave to post up of our French, of our French, of our Paris trip. And uh, we'll have some good time. Hit that subscribe button on all platforms. I want to thank you guys for continuing to support us. And John, take us away. Hey, for everyone out there, thank you for tuning in. Hope you had fun watching the fights like we did. And we will be getting back to you pretty quick. So we will see you. We'll